Welcome to the Dacus Report, hosted by Pacific Justice Institute founder and president Brad Dacus. For 25 years, PJI has counseled, represented, and defended people whose religious freedoms, parental rights, or sanctity of life have been obstructed or violated, all free of charge. We leave no one behind and level the playing field for Americans as they are subjected to the tyranny of the powerful. Now, here's Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. On today's show, we're going to talk about a school principal that was fired because he refused to hire a certain group of teachers who had a faith. And we're going to talk about that and what that faith was. Uh, it helped me talk about these and other case matters. We have with us here today uh, Attorney Michael Peffer, who heads up the Southern California office for PJI, Pacific Justice Institute. Welcome, Michael. Thanks, Brett. Great to be here, as always. Yes, I uh, always uh, enjoy having you on the program and uh, going, going talking about our cases that we're, uh, we're dealing with, the cases that are out there that people need to be made aware of. There's, there's right. so much going on right now. The intensity is increasing, <laughs> and yet at the same time, we're blessed with uh, the best Supreme Court in my lifetime. Yeah. And some of these circuit courts, like the Ninth Circuit, uh, it used to be just overwhelmingly just radical leftist, anti-God. Now it's about 50-50. Yeah. Yeah, Brad, do you think that um, because of some of the landmark rulings we've seen from the Supreme Court on religious liberty, that some of this, these panicky things that are happening on the left and throughout government entities is, are happening as a, oh my gosh, look what's happening. The Supreme Court actually upheld the First Amendment uh, religious cla religion clauses. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think this, a lot of this intensity that's, that's taking place, um, you know, I, I think uh, it's, it's a response to the Supreme Court or trying to uh, contest it. We have some states, blue states, that are doing that. In fact, we're going to talk about one of those blue states that is uh, trying to uh, snub its nose at the Supreme Court, yeah. um, New York. So yeah. we're going to talk about that a little later in, our, in uh, our show. Let's start off with dealing with something I find very disturbing, uh, and that is uh, a group being called a hate group. Now, we know that the Southern Poverty Law Center is infamous for this. Yes. You know, labeling all kinds of organizations, people like Dr. James Dobson and, uh, you know, and others, you know, as, as hate groups or hate people. Yes. So they're, they're terrible. They're a private you know, organization. Right. And it's, it's, it's a terrible organization. Uh, we have a, a video that we produced along with others exposing them. It's called ExposeSPLC.com. I strongly encourage people to uh, go to the website, uh, you know, write it down. It's called ExposeSPLC.com. It's a documentary. You're definitely going to want to see it. It's extremely eye-opening. Yeah. Uh, and we, we led the, the production of that with a conglomerate of other organizations. Yeah. Well, one of those organizations that participated was uh, ADF. And my understanding is that now the Biden administration's Department of Justice, there now have come out and alleged that this organiz that organization is a hate group. Yes. And... I find this extremely disturbing, Michael. Yeah. Can you imagine? So this just got posted on uh, the LinkedIn um, app, I guess you call it. But that's where this person was involved in this conversation on LinkedIn. And so this Justice Department official, 
has the temerity to say, hey, this group, who's, as far as we know, we know they're doing what needs to be done, like we are, they're, they're religious liberty people, uh, and they're saying, you know, this group's a hate group. Can you imagine if he, instead he would have said, you know, Jesus is Lord, and I really love the work he's doing in my life. Oh my gosh, the Justice Department would be all over him, he'd be canned, get rid of him, uh, something, it's just... It's so incongruent the way that the, our Biden's government is uh, treating things. You know, under the Trump administration, uh, they actually he actually uh, arranged for the Department of Justice to have a whole division for the protection of religious freedom. Exactly. Fast forward just in two years, the Department of Justice has now become the enemy of religious freedom by overtly name-calling and attacking organizations and calling them hate groups. Yes. And this has, as is significant, this can have, you know, ripples all across America, uh, you know, tr trying to stigmatize organization groups that are simply benevolently and caringly and lovingly, you know, respecting the Constitution, defending constitutional rights like religious freedom, parental rights, the sanctity of human life. Yeah. That's not hate. That's about our Constitution. It's about our fundamental yeah. civil rights. That's right. So the fact that you have the Justice Department's civil division, um, I understand it's previously, who was previously, the person who heads that up is now, um, I guess it was from, from the ACLU of Massachusetts, uh, coming out and taking the lead on this with the Department of Justice, going on a witch hunt. Yeah. Effectively a witch hunt. That's right. And Michael, <laughs> I don't think... Uh, Pacific Justice Institute is far off from being also called a hate group along with many other wonderful Christian organizations across the nation. That's right. Yeah, and we know that, that we have been con called a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center, hence the video that we created. And we, we, we got a lot of people involved in that video. We, we, we have people from many different organizations who are saying enough is enough. Um, Southern Poverty Law Center is not really your paragon of virtue, and here they are saying to us, we're a hate group because, oh, because we happen to believe in religious liberty and uh, a pro-life and pro-biblical marriage. Yeah, uh, and parents' rights over their, over their kids. That's right. Um, and that's, that's what we stand for. Uh, you know, what's interesting is that, uh, you know, this, this, you know, labeling groups a hate groups, um, it is like a witch hunt. I think we're going to continue to see this expand through the Biden administration so long as he's in power. And I'm, I'm using that term, in power. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, because I think that's the best description of the, of the administration and how they're using their authority. Uh, as long as that's the case, I think we're going to see this start to, to spread. And they're going to try, I believe his administration is going to try to do as much damage as he can to religious freedom and religious institutions and churches and a parachurch ministries uh, while he still has the opportunity. Sort of like as, you know, Satan's going to continue doing the work as much as he can until the day, until the rapture, until, until depending on your theology of, of the end times. Right, right. So it, I find that as an analogy here. I also believe that PJI is going to be targeted, Michael, uh, for, I think we're, we're dead set for being targeted. Yeah. Partly because of it's what makes us unique. We have not just one office in the United States defending religious freedom, parents' yeah. rights, sanctity of life. 
We have offices now in 20 states across the country, yeah. all across the country. Yeah. And we don't just take on a few high-profile cases right. like other organizations. Yeah. We're working hard to make sure that everyone gets help, that no one's left on the side of the road. <laughs> so we have that kind of a breadth geographically and then a commitment to making sure that everyone's getting help. Every church, every yeah. parachurch ministry, et cetera, yeah. every pro-life center. I think Absolutely. it's just only a matter of time before the Department of Justice tries to come after us. And uh, I think we need to be ready for it. And I know our, our many attorneys on staff in these, in these offices are going to be all the more prepared for it um, after hearing this latest pronouncement by the Department of Justice that this, this other group is, uh, is a hate group. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Did you know that PJI protects parents' fundamental rights to educate and discipline their children and also provides valuable free resources to aid parents when those in power threaten to remove their children from their home? Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. Well... The Ninth Circuit has decided to uphold uh, Washington's ban on conversion therapy. I, I guess we should say so-called conversion yeah, therapy, it's, right? It, yeah, it, please explain. So the, the, you know, the state of Washington, their legislature, very liberal, very leftist, passed a law banning, quote, conversion therapy, yes. which allegedly is therapy where they're trying, you know, a psychologist is trying to you know, convert and maybe force someone to uh, not have uh, same-sex sexual attraction and to, to be, have, you know, straight, you know, opposite-sex attraction, trying to push pressure. It almost implies, you know, water torture. Yeah, it, it, exactly. I mean, that's ridiculous. And that's the picture they want, is that for people like, no, no, you, you know, we're going to beat the gay out of you. That, right. That's the picture they want to create. But that's not, that's not real not what counselors do. Exactly. In fact... One of the things that's really dastardly about these bans on so-called conversion therapy is what they're saying is, if you are a young person and you are struggling with same-sex desires, you don't want that in your life, you can't get counseling for it because of these. Counseling, just talking about it and working through issues that need to be worked through that's what they mean by conversion therapy. There's nobody being held down and with an IV drip of sodium pentothal saying, do you agree that you're, you are gay or anything like that? Yeah, well, yeah, and first off, when we talk about, you know, kids needing you know, counseling or wanting counseling, um, you know, it's very normative for, for boys and girls, especially going through early stages of puberty in like seventh grade, for yeah. example, seventh, eighth grade, yeah. um, to have curiosities comparing themselves with the other kids in the locker room, you know, as they change and develop. But a lot of these kids have a lot of anxiety that, oh, gosh, maybe I'm gay. I must be gay. And, and it's a, there's a lot of anxiety issues with that. Yeah. You know, so those children, you know, should be able to get counseling saying, hey, look, let's understand really where you are. Let's understand you know, where, where, where this is. This is nothing to worry about. And then also you have those kids, um, maybe they were sexually abused. Uh, maybe they didn't have healthy bonding with their father. Maybe whatever the yeah. issues. They have all these underlying issues that, are, that is manifesting itself with regards to same-sex attraction. Studies show this. This is something I'm coming up with. Yeah. Uh, very well documented. So those kids, those young people, 
need to be able to get counseling to address those underlying issues, whether sure. it was sexual abuse as a child, lack of bonding with their peers, lack of bonding with their, their, uh, you know, their, their father or their mother, or et cetera. This legislation, Michael, would make it, it makes it illegal for them to get constructive counseling yeah. that's in accordance in, with regard to their personal convictions and, and religious beliefs. I thought, I thought psychologists and counselors are, are not supposed to try to force someone to change their religious beliefs, but to recognize it, respect it, yes. and work from there. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, when you think about it, it this really, what really shows that this is ridiculous is that the one that we fought against in California, uh, which was the first na state in the nation to do this, um, they said unless the counselor supports the decision to be homosexual, then they can't do counseling. So that really shows the lie of this. This mm. is not objectivity. This is not trying to help people. This is trying to say this lifestyle is normative, and we don't care what you feel like. Too bad. You live with this. So only pro-gay, pro-LGBTQ counselors exactly. will be able to... To, to provide counseling with these kids that may have different convictions, a different direction. That's right. It can be very destructive uh, because I can see, as we've seen in public schools, school counselors encouraging kids, oh, yes. oh, you're gay. Yeah, experiment. Or, exactly. um, oh, yeah, you, you really are. You've had these feelings like you may be the opposite gender of your biology. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. who you are. Right. Uh, and yeah. start dressing uh, differently at school. We'll, we'll help you. We won't tell your parents. Yeah. That's commonplace now in government public schools across the nation. And often and parents aren't even finding out about it. That's right. So um, this is a, a terrible uh, decision by the Ninth Circuit. What, what is your take? Um, I assume that a petition for cert will be filed with the Supreme Court. I think so, too. Uh, and and I, I really think that the Supreme Court needs to hear these things. Um, the, 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 the bottom line is, is that we are not talking about torture to, to change somebody. We're talking about people, young people. Let's say that you were raised in a Judeo-Christian home. Well, you're gonna, you, you're, everything about you opposes this. So you start having these feelings of homosexuality right. or same-sex attraction, whatever. At least allow someone that's a trained psychologist to uh, talk through the issues and then, you know, learn about themselves as yeah, well. Yeah, and, and help them find out the reason why they have those feelings. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of these, these secular leftist psychs, uh, psychologists, I said psychs, yeah. Uh, <laughs> psychos, no, no but psychologists, <laughs> you know, they don't get into the issue of why do you have these feelings? Right. Where are they coming from? Yes. They just skip right ahead oftentimes to, oh, I want to affirm you. Oh, this is great. Give in to this. This yeah. is who you are. And this is why you should feel good about who, quote, quote, unquote, who you are. That is so destructive. Yeah. And yet that is becoming the, the main line and secular psychology, and that's why we have to defend Christian psychologists. I just want to say right now, if you're out there and you're a, a counselor or a psychologist and you're up against the wall uh, or you're, you're needing counseling in this area, you don't know where to go, feel free to contact Pacific Justice Institute. Uh, that's what we're, do, you know, we're here for. You know, I had a case personally in uh, Texas. Texas. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting. So the licensing commission of Texas for uh, psychologists... And, uh, and counselors was 
had a tribunal uh, to go against a Christian psychologist hmm. who was giving this kind of constructive counseling yeah. to understand the why and help him work through it. They were going to take the license from this counselor in the state of Texas. And it was all because someone anonymously in a different state, never met this counselor, saw right. something online and just assumed X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I flew in there. I represented this Christian psychologist. Yes. And by the time the hearing was over, and I made it very clear, I said, if they move ahead, we're going to take this all the way to Supreme Court if necessary. Yeah. Yep. And I told them why. And at the end of the hearing, they said, um, is there any discussion needed? Okay, I think we all have um, consensus here. All in favor of dismissing this? And the, all their hands went up. That's great. That's right. And we yeah. got it done. And if we not moved on it, he would have lost his license. I would have had to go into, we had to go into federal court. Um, but this is the kind of battles we see taking place, and I hope the Supreme Court takes this up. It's a very important case. Did you know that PJI defends pastors and their churches free of charge, while also providing valuable resources to help protect the church from the encroachment of government? Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. Okay, New York uh, is uh, apparently very problematic with regards to respecting the Supreme Court's uh, decision with regards to uh, right of individuals to bear arms. That's right. Um, what's going on in New York, and why can't they simply abide by the Supreme Court decision respecting our Second Amendment right to bear arms outside of our house to protect ourselves. Yeah, I think we've reached a, a new place in our society in the blue states uh, where there is this direct uh, attempt to directly fight against the highest law of the land. N nobody can dispute that it's the highest law of the land. The, the Supreme Court decides what is and what is not constitutional. That's 200 years of jurisprudence. And the issue here is that, in this case, the, the state of New York sought to cut out really anybody getting concealed weapon permit. And, and that is, like in other blue states, like California, the Supreme Court ruled, finally, in a recent ruling, um, that, I think it was last year, uh, or this session, actually, this year, they ruled that it was unconstitutional, that people have a right to bear arms and they shouldn't have to ask the government for permission of whether they can. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that's, that's I, a simple ruling. And I think if you look at the Constitution, it's pretty obvious. Yes. That individuals have a right to bear arms. That's right. It doesn't say have a right to have a, have a, have a gun or arms in your home. Yeah. No. And that wasn't the Founding Fathers intended. That's right. They wanted we, the people, to be able to bear arms. And the, the thrust of this was, in case this, this democratic republic doesn't work out, yes. in case it becomes corrupt, which it is becoming corrupt yeah. all the more, um, yes. we, the people, need to have a final opportunity to take back our government. And, we will, and they knew we would not have that opportunity if we, the people, were not able to bear arms. Uh, we also need to be able to, to protect and defend ourselves. I mean, New York City, yeah. L.A., Los Angeles, these blue blotches on the map that are the most anti-gun and preventing people from bearing arms is where you have crime the highest, right. murder is the highest, yeah. smash and grab, 
good night. It's all over. Criminals so, not being prosecuted? Yeah, all over, he says, the blue, these blue states. California, yeah. New York, uh, and et cetera. So I think that Second Amendment right is very fundamental. Supreme Court ruled the right way on that, six to three. Why does New York think they can get away with putting it up obstacles to try to weaken that decision? You, and this is really interesting, given what you just said, about the fact that the... Second Amendment is in case the government becomes lawless, the citizens need to be able to be unarmed. Here's New York in response to a Supreme Court ruling being lawless. They are not obeying the law, the clear <laughs> law. And so, they've, all, they've yeah, also, there's this list of places where if even if you have the concealed weapon permit, you can't bring it there. And those places like, they call them sensitive places, schools, libraries, public parks, summer camps, what? churches, subways, buses, stadiums, theaters, amusement parks. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> you said some of those I want to touch on. Yeah, yeah. So public parks? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Central Park in New York, you can't bear arms it, right. when you have, even though you have a lot of criminals running around with guns that are going to shoot you. I mean, yeah. what about <laughs> the subways? Subways. That's where we hear about all these murders taking place. People need to have their, their gun to That's be right. able to, uh, to defend themselves against some you know, p a person, some criminal out there trying to, just to shoot and kill people. Exactly. Uh, and then you said another one, churches. Churches, yeah. Okay. I know we at Pacific Justice, we actually online have a, a webinar training to enable churches uh, to defend themselves. And part of that is for them to... You know, how do they allow guns into their church to provide protection, whether it's the deacons, sure. who should have it, how, how it should be trained. This takes it off the table completely, saying, churches, you can't have anyone with guns in your church That's right. to be able to protect you against crazy people coming in there mm -hmm. wanting to kill and blow you away. And we've seen, I, I, and we've seen that. that help. Have someone had a gun, a good person with a gun, we've seen it help to stop mass carnage at churches. Yeah, and then also at schools. Yeah. I mean, is that a deterrent for someone, a crazy person coming on and shooting kids? And I'm not going to get shot, or, shot at for at least, well, until the police can come. And even then, who knows, that, like we saw down in Texas, who knows yeah. if the police are actually going to do their job. That's right. So I, I think this is outrageous. New York is crazy. Uh, this governor, Kathy Hockle, I mean, I have a hard time seeing how someone like that pushing these kinds of policies, pro-crime policies, could be re-elected as governor in the state of New York. It just makes, I, I, I mean, it's, I would be embarrassed if I was in New York and after this upcoming election, she was re-elected as governor. Yeah. It would be such disgrace and shame upon the people of, of New York to be that senseless, uh, to, to not understand the, the foolish direction they were going with regard to these policies being pushed by Governor Kathy Hockle. And then, but what's most concerning, though, was how they recently, in a class with a freshman, freshman class, uh, the professor had the children go around and tell them, tell the teacher how they want to be identified. Yes, that's amazing. This is at Point Loma Nazarene University. This is supposed to be a Christian university. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've heard it said, well, you know, that's, that's probably just the professor. Well, no, no. That university has an obligation to protect those kids. Absolutely. Parents are counting on it, and they need to fire that professor immediately. Absolutely. They obviously do not have a Christian biblical worldview, the fact that they pulled, pulled that stunt. Yeah. 
Agreed. And the good news is, is that uh, one of the students reportedly said, uh, when it came to that student, said, uh, well, I identify myself as a Christian yeah. that believes in the Bible. <laughs> that's great. And, uh, and that's how I identify myself, and I believe in the Bible and what God's Word says. Uh, basically letting the professor know she's deviating from Scripture and from a biblical worldview. Exactly. And I just hope that if pa- kids have uh, you know, students attending Point, Point Loma, Maybe they should think about it. Yeah. Maybe they should rethink about the fact that their, their child's going to a school that is pushing evil. That's right. And I call them out because parents need to know, they need to be have full notice and they need to know what their kids are being exposed to and be able to choose a Christian school. There's other great schools, in Cal, there's other Christian colleges like Cal Baptist University, yeah. a fantastic Christian college uh, in California. Parents don't have to compromise, even in states like California. That's so, right. uh, but unfortunately, the United States Air Force is compromising. That's right. And uh, we're going to have to watch that as things move forward. And to the extent to which this uh, violates people's rights, um, goes against their faith, we'll be there. That's right. We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you. Just visit pji.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation, and defense, all free of charge at PJI.org. PJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever-churning sea of legal and societal chaos. We are here for you. So folks, just remember... It's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms.